Well, good morning, church. I trust you've had a great holiday week, a great Christmas, and have had a great New Year's Eve weekend. Um, I was looking very much forward to being with you today. Um, I have some things burning in my heart for the church, and I was very excited to be with you and to share them with you in person. But we all know that life doesn't always go as we had planned it to go. And I just want to address the obvious uh, as we get started today. Um, on Tuesday morning this week, I tested positive for COVID. I had symptoms on Monday night, and on Tuesday morning, they were much more severe. It was obvious I needed to be tested, and I was, and um, it came back positive. So I've been on quarantine this week, and uh, just talking with our team about a, a a way to have this happen still because I've got something burning in my heart for you. I feel great um, just so that you're not alarmed or anybody is wondering how I'm doing. We felt this would be a great way for you to know that I'm well. Um, I'm, I already feel recovered and I'm grateful for that. I want you to know that because I, I've been praying with many of you. I've been praying with some of you very specifically these last few weeks who are, who are not recovering as quickly as I have, and my prayers are still with you, church. Uh, many of you are probably battling this right now. Uh, it's all over our community. And I, I just didn't feel it wise, even though the CDC's uh, updated uh, isolation uh, guidelines would have allowed me to be physically with you today. I didn't feel that to be wise, uh, to be around uh, as many of you as I would like to be. And so here I am on Friday morning recording this word for you um, so that you can receive it on Sunday morning in church. But I believe God's got something for you today. Um, God's put something in my heart. I'm very excited to share this with you. I'm excited for you to hear it, and I'm excited for our church. I am, I am so energized uh, for what I believe God wants to do in GT, in your life, through GT, through your life, uh, whether you're in the room this morning, whether you are receiving this online, as you might normally do, um, God has something for you today. And I want you to receive this word this morning as if I was on the stage with you on Sunday morning. If, if God speaks to you, don't be afraid to say amen or to just to respond in some way, because I believe that, that this year is going to be our best year ever at GT. And I want to start by reminding you of some of the things that I've been personally believing God for in our church. I've been praying for this church uh, very specifically all of 2021, um, even before I was given the opportunity to lead the church as lead pastor. I've had some prayers kind of stirring in my heart for GT since January of 2021. And I want to remind you of what those prayers have been because I'm going to add to them at the end of this message today. Um, and I want to remind you also that our mission at GT hasn't changed. We still exist to reach people and grow together in Christ. That's, that's why we have existed and that's why we will continue to exist. We want to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And together we want to grow in Christ. And that's what this series will be about in January. That's what I'm going to talk about today. But I want to start by sharing with you the, the prayers that I've been praying for our church 
in 2021 on a very regular basis. Every Sunday morning, I've been in this room. I've been walking these rows. I've been walking the stadium. I've been walking the aisles. I've been praying with others of our pastors. And we've been believing God for his move in our church. And so here are the specific things. I just want you to kind of hear this. And maybe I invite you to add this to your prayer list. I hope that you pray for our church. You know, I know a lot of us, we have personal prayer lives and we have a lot of prayer needs that we might pray about on a regular basis. But I invite you to be praying for our church together. This isn't my church. It's not your church. It's, of course, the Lord's church. Jesus is the head of this church. He always will be. But together, this is our church. We are the body of Christ, right, church? And, and so I hope that you'll add some of these to your prayer list as well. I've been praying and believing for a fresh move of God and of his spirit at GT. And I just want to see a fresh move of God all over this church, all over our community. And I've been praying to that end. I'm believing God for revival at GT, whatever God wants that to look like. You know, we, we throw the word revival around a lot in the church at times. And I don't know that any of us knows exactly what that looks like. But I want, I want revival to look however God wants it to look for GT in this year. Um, I'm, I've been believing that God's house would be full I just believe there's something powerful and even supernatural about the people of God coming together and worshiping together. And so I'm praying for God's house to be full again. I'm, I'm believing and praying that God would stir spiritual hunger at GT, that there would be a growing hunger for the things of God at this church. I've been praying and believing for a growing passion for his presence. And that's not a prayer I've prayed all of 2021. I think I added that just a few months ago, just that, that God would give us a, a passion for his presence. This, again, God is always with us. We don't ever suggest that God is only with us at some times. One of the greatest promises in the Bible is that God is always with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you, the Bible says. But there, again, there's something supernatural about gathering together. When two or three are gathered together, there he is in their midst. I believe it's in a different way. It's in a different dimension. And, and so I'm praying, I've been praying that we would have a growing passion for the presence of God in our worship and in our, our word time together. I've been two more. I've been praying and believing for a growing culture of world missions at the church. You know, Pastor Maritza, our missions pastor, has done an incredible job these last couple of years leading our church in missions, both local outreach uh, with our local ministry partners, but also, you know, still staying connected with our missionaries abroad. We're believing God that this year in 2022, uh, the mission field will open again. We've got some trips on the horizon that are being planned right now to go global again. And so I'm just believing God for him to, to freshly infuse us with vision for global missions at GT. And then the last thing I've been praying for and believing God for is for an increasingly supernatural church at GT. I believe in signs and wonders. I believe in miracles. I believe in healing for today. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. And I want to see those things 
alive and well at this church. I want to see them operating. I want to see people healed. I want to see people set free and delivered from bondages and from addictions. I want to see relationships restored. I'm believing God for an increasingly supernatural church at GT in 2022. Can somebody say amen to that church? All right, I'm just giving you room. I want to give you space to respond and to agree with me for what God wants to do in our church. Again, this is what I'm believing for. Some might say, well, what's your vision, Scott? Well, I guess if you wanted me to articulate it, those would be some of the things that are my vision for the church. But I, I, I guess I prefer to say it in the framework of this, just what I'm believing God for, what I'm praying for and believing that God is going to do in his church in 2022. So let me get started, though, with today's teaching. Uh, we're starting a brand new teaching series today called Growing Together, and it has four parts. And the four parts are the same things that I preached on April 11th, 2021, when this church gave me the opportunity to be elected as lead pastor. And here are those four things. Uh, that we're going to be growing in the word. That's what I'll talk about today. That we'll grow in prayer. That's next week. That we're going to grow in the spirit, in, in a, a spirit-led life, in a spirit-led church. And then the fourth part is that I believe that we should grow together in surrendering to the lordship of Jesus Christ, not only in our lives personally, but in our church corporately. So I hope you will commit to every one of these four weeks. Uh, these are very important messages. You know, many people talk about starting New Year's resolutions, but we've said over the last couple of weeks here in the church from this stage that we want to start the year by developing spiritual habits that hold the potential to create transformation in your life. And so that's what we're going to do today. Again, I want to talk about growing in the word of God, growing in this book in your life. And, you know, for me, it started uh, my, my habit of, of reading this word on a daily basis. Many of you have heard me talk about Carl Dobson, my mentor. Uh, he was a spiritual mentor to me in college. In my junior year, I got involved in a small group dorm Bible study. And that was the year that radically altered the trajectory of my life because that was the year that I was challenged to become a daily consumer of this book. In fact, it was actually this literal book right here. This was the Bible that was gifted to me uh, when I graduated high school. And I took it to college, and for two and a half years, it sat on my shelf and collected dust. But when I got involved in a Bible study, Carl Dobson challenged me to read this word every day. And I gotta tell you, church, there's been no habit that has had a greater impact on my life than the habit of reading this book every day. And it started with the verse that Carl challenged us to memorize. It was Hebrews 4.12. That's what it says. It says, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. And when Carl Dobson challenged me to memorize Hebrews 4.12, it was for this reason, because it reminds us that the word of God is living and active. It means it's alive and it is at work in your life if you'll just give it the chance to do those things. 
if this book sits on your shelf, if it sits on the coffee table and all it does is collect dust, then I promise you, friends, it will not be alive and at work in your life. But if you will give it the chance, what I want to talk about today is open this book, put it in here. I guarantee you it will produce fruit in your life if you'll just let it. You know, I've been, I've been burdened for years as a pastor in this church for over 16 years now. I've been burdened with my perception. I could be wrong, but my perception has been that, that many Christ followers lack a daily Bible reading habit. I could be wrong on that. Maybe, maybe 90% of you in this room, 90% of you online today have a really uh, a careful Bible reading habit every day, but that's not been my perception. My perception has been that many Christ followers lack that. And I think there's two reasons why. One of the reasons that, that people lack a daily Bible reading habit is because they just have never been taught how. They don't really know how to have what we would call a quiet time. And I'm going to address that later on in the message. The other reason that I think, and maybe the, pri the predominant reason why people lack a daily Bible reading habit is that they lack what they would think of is that they lack motivation. You might, you might and, and others might say that of you. They might see, say, well, the reason you don't read God's word daily is that you don't have motivation to do so. Can I suggest to you today, church, that motivation is a fruit, not a root? And here's what I mean. I think that all of us are motivated to do those things that are valuable to us. And I would suggest to you today, church, if you lack motivation to read the Bible, to read God's word on a daily basis, you don't have a motivation problem you have a value problem. Because I promise you that if you will learn to hold this book in high value, you would not lack motivation to consume it on a daily basis. Nor would you lack the ability to prioritize time in your schedule to read this book if you had a high value for the word of God. So my hope today in our remaining time together, is I want to I share with you why you should value this book to such a degree that you are motivated and prioritize, have a way for you to put this into your life on a daily basis. So five things I want to share with you today of the value of God's word. Number one is this. Here we go. If you're listening still, say amen. amen. All right. Thank you, church. All right, so number one, I believe that God's word helps us experience life in Christ. Again, we have life in Christ because of what Jesus did on the cross, but the word of God is a part of that. Look at the words of Jesus himself in John chapter 6, verse 63. These are the words of Christ. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Then he said this, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The word of God, the words of Christ are spirit and life. And some versions say this about that, ver 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 that verse. They translate it this way. They say that 
his words are spirit and they have life or that they are full of life. And not that those are, are bad translations, but I prefer to view the words of Christ as actually being life. Jesus said in this version, I think it's the NIV, that the words I speak to are spirit and they are life. The words of Jesus are life itself to us, church. And can you, what would happen? Just imagine with me for a moment, what would happen in your life every day if every day you, you blocked out time in your schedule to infuse the words of life into your life? Church, what would happen in your work life if before you went to work every day of the week, you received a fresh infusion of the words of Jesus. Every day, what would happen? You walk into that difficult setting at work. You walk into that with that coworker you can't stand. You, you get around that supervisor that doesn't treat you right, that they, they, they treat you poorly. What would happen to you if you received a fresh infusion of the words of Christ, which are spirit and our life? I wonder what would happen what your life would look like, what it, what it might do to alter the trajectory of your life if every day a fresh infusion of the word of God, the words that are spirit and our life. I promise you, church, I promise you, it will have an impact in your life. There's no possible way that you could read this book every day. The words of Jesus are spirit and life. There's no way it can't impact your life. I just believe that with the core of my being. Number two, not only does, does the word of God help us experience life in Christ, but the word of God leads us into freedom. Now, I gotta be honest, church. I gotta be honest that this, this week, since Tuesday, since the dreaded test, right, in my life, I've not had freedom, right? I've been homebound. I've, you know, again, I'm in a big Big empty room here. There's nobody here. I had a media guy. Brady was here earlier to set this up. But I got to be honest, man. I like freedom. Raise your hand right now. Raise your hand. Seriously. Raise your hand if you like freedom. I like the freedom, the ability to, to go about my life and to go where I want to go and to do what I want to do. Like, I enjoy freedom. And you don't realize how much you appreciate freedom until it's taken from you. We take things for granted in this life. We all know that, right? So there's a freedom, though. There's a freedom physically that we all enjoy. There's a freedom that we have in this country that I hope you cherish deeply in this country, church. But there are different kinds of freedoms that Christ brings us. Freedom of the soul. Freedom of the spirit. And those things are enhanced by our reading of the word on a regular basis. In John chapter 8, verse 31, this is what John records for us. He said, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said these words. Here are the words of Christ again. He said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Let me chunk that in two parts real quick, okay? The first part is that Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. And can I just challenge us, church, in the year 2022, 
I'm praying that 2022 will be the year for you that it becomes unmistakable to those around you that you are a disciple of Jesus. Why? Because you hold to his teaching. Jesus said, if we hold to his teaching, we really are his disciples. And so let it be the year, let this year be the year that every one of us is unmistakably identifiable by the fact that we hold to the words and the teachings of Jesus Christ. The second part of that statement is this. He said, and then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I think that what I see in that is this big if-then statement. If you hold to my teachings, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And some of you, some of you may be walking around in some kind of bondage, whether it be great or small, and you haven't yet experienced freedom in your life because you haven't done the if part of the then statement. And church, maybe, just maybe, you'll find freedom in your life in that little area of bondage you have when you start to hold to his teaching. And some of you have been waiting for for new or fresh revelation in your life. You've been praying for, for God to give you a, a new revelation. You've been praying for God to, to open your eyes to a decision, to give you clarity. And I wonder, I just wonder, if sometimes God isn't yet releasing the next thing because we haven't obeyed the first thing. Church, what, is there something in your life right now? Let me, let me come up real close to you, right? Is there something in your life right now? Is there a word that you receive from God? Is there an aspect of the word of God that you haven't yet obeyed? And the reason that God isn't giving you the next step, the next thing, the new revelation, the reason God isn't releasing something into your life is because he's waiting on you to obey the first thing he told you. Or the last thing he told you, whatever it is, church, I don't know, the Holy Spirit can tell you what it is in your life. But what if God's, re he's, he's just ready to release something in your life, but he's waiting on you to obey, to hold to his teaching, that last thing he said to you. God's word leads us into life in Christ. God's word leads us into freedom. Number three is this, God's word nourishes our soul. Now, I, you know, this is a new year, right? And the single most common New Year's resolution that people make has to do with what, church? Say it. Our diets, right? What we eat, what we consume, right? The, the most common form of New Year's, New Year's resolution either is I'm going to eat better or I'm going to start to exercise, right? Those are the most common New Year's resolutions. It's about nourishment, but church, again, what if instead of making those, again, those are good, right? I've got some things in mind that I want to be healthier about in my life. But what if this year you decided that I'm gonna, you're going to make a decision about the nourishment of your soul? We all love nourishment. Right? Like, I love to eat, right? There's some things I just, some certain foods, some, some sugary things. Like I love coffee. Like I love that we all have our little things that we love to consume and to be nourished by, right? And, and not all the things that you eat are nourishment, right, church? Like a little nudge to your, your neighbor there. <coughs> not all of the things that you eat provide nourishment. 
But there is a, a nourishment that comes into our lives by the word of God. And let me, let me share with you Matthew chapter four, verse four. These are the words of Jesus. Again, I, I wanted to just lock in on the words of Christ today as we start this new year. There's no better place to start than with the words of Jesus. And Jesus answered. He's being tempted by the devil right now. He's been taken away. He's fasted 40 days and 40 nights in Matthew 4. And he's being tempted by Satan himself. And I'm not going to read the whole passage, but Jesus said these words. Jesus answered him and said, it is written. Church, say those three words with me. It is written. Ready? One, two, three. It is written. Man, it is written, Jesus said. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Some versions say that from every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Church, every word of this book right here can provide nourishment to your soul. Every single word can provide nourishment. It happens every day in our lives. In our lives, we must be feeding on the word of God every single day. We don't, listen, this is obvious, right, church? We don't go, most of us, unless we're fasting for a spiritual reason, most of us don't go a day without eating. We're very blessed in this country. There are parts of the world where you might go days without eating, and it's not because you're fasting. But in this country, most of us eat multiple meals a day, and we're grateful for that. You wouldn't go a day without feeding your body. Why do you go a day without feeding your soul? Why? Why? Like, we, we don't go a day without putting nourishment into my body. Why do I go a day without nourishing my spirit and my soul? Church, you're a, you are the body of Christ. We are the people of God. You're a follower of Christ. If I hold to his teaching, why am I going a single day without nourishing my, my, my spirit man and my soul with the word of God. This book is sufficient, church. I've said it several times in 2021. This is the source, right? We're gonna point to certain resources at the end of the service, but this is the source of life, the source of truth. Other books are good. We're gonna suggest those to you. Those are resources. This is the source, okay? And this book is sufficient, it is sufficient for all matters of life and faith in all ages and all languages and all ethnicities across all historical times and in all circumstances. This word of God is sufficient and nourishment leads to growth. If we would nourish ourselves with the word of God, it will produce growth in our lives. His, his word, listen, his word will produce fruit but you have to feed the root in your life. You've got to put it in here, church. And I promise you, if you put the, the seed of God's word in your life on a regular basis, it will produce a fruit, a harvest of righteousness. Number four. Number four is this. Very briefly, God's word keeps us from sin. It might be obvious, but I want to, it's, it, it's worth stating today again, 
if we need to, if we're going to elevate the value of this book in our lives so that we no longer lack motivation to read it on a daily basis, then you've got to understand something, church, that this book, this word, sometimes is the one thing that stands between you and temptation. In Psalm 119, verse 11, it says this, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. This book right here, the word of God, planted, hidden, stored up in my heart, acts as a buffer between me and temptation. And how many of you know, every one of us in this room, every one of us online, every one of us at times needs a buffer towards temptation. Everyone. There's not one of us in here, myself included, that doesn't need the buffer of the word of God to stand between me and temptation. And David said in Psalm 119, the word of God hidden in my heart is there to keep me from sinning against God. Number five, this is the last thing I can say. There, again, there, we could probably furnish 20 reasons why the word of God has value in our lives that motivates us to do it, to read it on a daily basis. But this is the fifth one I wanted to share with you today. God's word renews our mind. God's word renews our mind. Again, one of, the, one of my favorite uh, scripture verses in the whole of the Bible is Romans 12, 2. It says this, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. There's something powerful that happens when I consume this book on a daily basis, when I allow the word of God to be planted, infused into my life. There's a mind renewal that happens in my life every day as I consume the word of God. His word improves my thinking. It fills me with joy and peace. It provides, listen church, if you're listening, say amen. amen. Just checking, okay? Listen, the word of God on a daily basis, if you'll consume it, provides necessary attitude adjustments in our lives. And listen up, again, real close. Every one of us, I'm looking at you right now, every one of us in this room at times needs an attitude adjustment. There's not one of us here that doesn't sometimes need a little bit of attitude adjusting in our lives. And the word of God is designed to do just that. When it renews our mind, it gives us a fresh perspective. It helps us to see the world as God sees it. It gives me a new perspective on life, on people. It reminds me that the people I'm gonna encounter today are made in his image just as I am. And it provides an attitude adjustment as it renews my mind. Here's one of the, maybe the most important things that the word of God does. It centers me on God and his will for my life every day. A daily habit in God's word centers me on God and his will for my life. Every day as I open this book, every day, church, I, I can't repeat it enough. Every day, every day, every day, every day, 
Every day as I open the word of God, it reminds me that I am his and he is mine. Every morning when I open this book, I read in the gospels, I read wherever I read in this book, it's a daily reminder to me, to Scott Kramer, it reminds me today that I belong to Jesus, that I'm called to abide in him throughout this day. I'm called to live out my life according to the ways of God. And I'm called to make a difference in the lives of those around me. It reminds me every day that I'm called to reflect the love of Christ to those around me. It reminds me to be compassionate, to be gracious, to be humble, to be forgiving. Every day, the, a daily habit in God's word centers me on God and his will for my life. And church, we cannot afford to go a single day without being centered on God and his will. Because what happens when we don't have that fresh centering? We drift. We drift. We just drift. We drift. We drift away from this, of centering God and his word. Every day, I, I read this book and it centers me on God and his word. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, Peter wrote these words. This is kind of a thing for our church today. I want to kind of wrap with some statements for us as a church. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but you are a chosen people. Church, GT, we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Why are we chosen? Why are we set apart as a royal priesthood? Why are we a holy nation? This is why, that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. Every one of us has been called out of darkness into his wonderful light. And church, bottom line, when we grow in the word, we grow in the Lord. When we grow in the word, we grow into this calling that we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are the body of Christ church. That is a holy calling, an anointing on this church. A call at, we are the called out ones. What a beautiful thing, church. We are the body of Christ. Here are my prayers for 2022 as I close this message today. And then Pastor Eric's gonna come in, in kind of campus fashion and close out the service. But here are my two prayers. I'm, I'm believing God for big things in 2022. I hope you are too. Here are the two, again, these are, I'm adding these to the list I gave you in the beginning of this message. I'm not forsaking those other things. Those seven prayers, I'm going to continue to pray over our church in 2022. But here are the two new prayers that I'm believing God for in 2022. Number one is this. I'm believing God for a big launch to, D, to GT North in April of 2022. Can somebody say amen, church? Come on, let's get it up in this church right now. I'm believing God for a big launch to, to GT North in 2022. The walls are going up right now. We're believing that God's favor will be on construction, on approvals, on occupancy, and that we are going to be able to launch that church, that campus, in a big way in 2022. Join me in praying for that and believing God to reach many people and to make disciples in Northern Berks in 2022. The second thing I'm believing is this. If you're with me, say amen. 
The second prayer I'm praying for GT and the thing I'm believing God for in 2022 is this. Again, you might call this a vision, whatever you can call, whatever you want, but I am believing God for GT Church to double in size in 2022. I'm believing God for a double anointing, a double portion, a double abundance, for God to prosper this church. And I'm going to pray and believe for God to double GT Church in 2022. You might apply that to your life, to different aspects of ministry here, to our missions department, to kids men, to student men, to discipleship. There, there might be many ways that we apply that, but I'm believing overall, I'm believing God for GT Church to double in size in 2022. That's very specific. Some might say that's big. All it takes, church, listen to me. All it takes is for every single one of us in this church to win just one person to Christ in 2022. That's it. That doesn't seem so big, right? Like if, if every one of us would just believe that we will win one person to Jesus in 2022, this church doubles in size. What if we could triple? What if every one of us would win two people to Christ? I don't know. But I'm believing God in 2022 that God would move in this church and that we would see GT Church double in size. Let me close. They might even start the keys on the stage on Sunday morning. Psalm 138 verse two says this. I love this verse. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. Look at this. The psalmist says, for you have magnified your word above all your name. Now again, I, I can't tell you I know precisely what that means because I've always held the name of God in very high regard, but God's word says that God himself has magnified his word even above his name. Church, if you don't have a daily habit in this book, you need to. It will help you experience life in Christ. It will lead you into freedom. It will nourish your soul. It will protect you from sin. It will lead you into abundant life in Jesus Christ. Here are a couple challenges for us as we wrap. Let me ask you this. What are you believing God for in 2022? You might have resolutions, goals, whatever, but I want to ask you, what are you believing God for in 2022? I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to a daily Bible reading habit. Pastor Eric's going to come in just a minute. And he's gonna give you a couple options of resources. You can visit the, the bookstore right in our atrium today. We're bringing it out of scrolls into the atrium for you. And he's gonna talk about a couple of those things that you could take with you today. But I wanna challenge you to a, I don't, maybe I didn't mention it, a daily habit in God's word. Every day, every day, every day. And here's the thought. What if we, if you, if you never read the Bible, what if you start with the gospels in the new year? You take January and read the Gospel of Matthew. And then in February, read the Gospel of Mark. In March, read the Gospel of Luke. And then in April, read the Gospel of John. Just four Gospels, four months. It's not a very aggressive reading plan, but it's something that's doable. Every day, 
Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, January, February, March, April. Just read through the Gospels together as a church and see what God does in our church as we read together the Word of God. And every day as you read the Bible, I want to challenge you as you open the Bible, ask the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you, ask Him to illuminate the Scriptures to your life. He is with you. He is in you. He will teach you and lead you into all truth if you'll just open this book and ask him to do so. The Spirit of God will illuminate your heart and your mind to the truth of God's Word. Some of you I mentioned earlier, you're not sure how to have a quiet time. We're starting our our next Growing Together group on Wednesday night, January 12th. It's a group where we cover the doctrines of the church, where we literally will teach you week by week for eight weeks on how to have a quiet time in the Word of God. And if you've not taken our discipleship pathway before, if you're new to the church, if you've never taken Growing Together, I would urge you today, church, to rush out to the hub and sign up for Growing Together. It starts on January 12th at 7 p.m. on a Wednesday night. And we will walk through with you the beliefs of this church. It's our pathway to membership. That way, in our annual business meeting in March, you'll be able to be part of the voting for our new deacon board. That's a very important aspect of church life. And so I hope you'll get signed up for Growing Together and be part of that group that gets started on January 12th. I want to mention to you, church, that for parents in this room, your kids are getting resources that partner with all of these things that we're learning together in the adult space. Every week, your kids will come home with a different resource from our Kidsmen team that will help them in this journey. This week, growing in the Word. Next week, growing in prayer. The week after that, growing in the Spirit. And the fourth week, growing in surrender to Christ. Every week, your kids are getting a resource that you should look at with them and work together as a family to kind of implement these things into your life as a family. Okay, church? Um, I need to wrap here. Uh, Pastor Eric's going to come and close out this service. He's going to talk about resources, and he's going to pray over you today. He's going to pray a, a blessing on this church, of God's favor on this church for 2022, man, church. I'm believing for big things. I'm believing that God is going to bring a fresh, mighty move of his spirit, a fresh anointing on our church. And Pastor Eric's going to pray to that end as we close our service. I love you, church. I love you deeply. I wish I could be, to be with you personally, but I will see you next Sunday. In the meantime, God bless you. I love you. Have an awesome, awesome day. Hey, I know right now Pastor Scott is actually on our online uh, platform, so why don't you thank him again for being able to to share his, his heart with you via video this morning. I'm so thankful that he's feeling better and he's healing up. Um, what a great word. What a great word. I think it's very evident you can hear uh, from his words, just his heart, his heart for you, his heart for God, his heart for the word of God. And, and there's another thing that I, that I heard so clear that was a challenge to me when he talked about if we each could win one person to Jesus Christ this year. So my question to you is who's your one? Who is that one that God is laying on your heart now that you would love to see more than anything 
accept and acknowledge Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Who is your one? We're going to pray for that today. I pray that you stop on the way out at the Resource Center. Listen, the the first thing you need is the source. And if you don't have a Bible, you can get one here today. I'd hate for you to go home and walk out of here without having the source. And after you have the source in your hand, why don't you check out some amazing resources to help you this year grow in your faith. Amen, church? Or let's pray. God, I just thank you for today, God. I thank you for the source, for the word of God that is truly living and active. And I pray, Lord, that you help us all, that that you ignite something deep within us, in our souls, in our spirits. Ignite that fire once again. Maybe an ember may not be there. I pray, Lord God, that you do something in your people again, that we can grow in faith, Lord, that we will take that word and it will become alive in our hearts once again. I pray that, that we receive that burden that you put on us for that, that one or maybe even two people. God, give us a fresh passion and desire to preach the gospel with and without words. God, be with your people as we leave and go our separate ways. Keep us safe. Heal those that are sick. Let that fire burn deeply in our hearts. In Jesus' name. And the church said, amen and amen and amen. We love you guys. Have a great day. Don't forget to stop out in the atrium.